Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. It's unscripted. Friday Radio Special on the Naked Talk with Alex Akurji. And yes, you're listening to Queen of Expression, and I'm coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of Africa. (laughs) Okay, so um, first of all, I am just so excited to be right here on, you know, know, you're listening to the Hub for Real Authentic Conversation. And as we say every week on the show, um, you know, we do not apologize for, you know, for keeping it real. You know, we do not apologize for, you know, our experiences and how we feel and what we think or even what we've been through, right? Because this is a naked talk. And we believe that expression is a sign of strength and not weakness. So, yes, you're listening to, you know, unscripted, uncensored conversations with amazing, powerful influences from around the world. And again, as you know, we keep it real on the show, right? So, hey, here's what's going on right now. Just as about to, you know, get the show to go live, um, the gods of technology just start again. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, my mic is like, oh, you know, everything's acting up. But here's what. We know this, right? Those of us who've been, you know, in the art and, you know, in the media business, we know that the show must go on, right? So no matter what happens, come rain or sun or shine, today's show must happen because I have been counting down the hours to, you know, just having an amazing conversation with my very special guest, who, by the way, is already live here in the virtual studio. Um, and I'm just really, really, really excited. So here's why I'm excited again as well. Well, today, you know, it's TNT. 99, and that means that tomorrow on Soul Saturday, we're celebrating our 100th live show. Now, if you know this, putting together a live show is not easy at all, especially putting together a live show all the way from Africa and connecting with guests from around the world. Believe me, it's double the trouble. (laughs) But you know what? Just the amazing conversations that we get and just how much these conversations impact the lives of people. I get emails every week, you know, messages and comments and just people writing to tell me how 
you know, my guests, you know, are basically, you know, influence on them. And that's the reason why we do this, because, you know, being naked really is about gifting you the freedom of acceptance, about giving you the freedom to be unstoppable, you know, the freedom to soar. So, you know, we bring these amazing influences every week, and they share with you their journey, their messages, their experience, their thoughts. You know, they're able to be open and vulnerable and have real conversations, right? And that empowers you, right? It empowers you to give yourself the freedom to go ahead and make something happen for yourself. So that's why we do this show. And I am so happy to be coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria. So wherever you're listening from around the world, don't forget that this is an interactive conversation. So, yes, you can join the show. By calling in, or you can tweet using hashtag the naked talk, or you know, okay, sorry, our interview chat room is not open today, but you can still join the conversation by sending us an email at hello at the naked talk live because we're live, right? And of course, you know, your comments, questions, contributions will be read on the show. I know some of you want to speak with my guests, and you all have sent me messages, so I'm totally pumped. You know, I come to this pumped, right? I'm, I, you know, I cannot afford to not be excited about today's show because I've been looking forward to today's show, and this is really sort of kind of like very auspicious moment. So I'm happy about it. But well, you know. If you missed um, last time on the Naked Talk, I had an amazing conversation with my guest, Phil DeLuker, who is a who is a relationship um, coach, popularly called, you know, um, the Untalk Therapy. And of course, we had a great conversation about how to stop talking to, you know, <laughs> to to heal your relationship. And I guess for a lot of people, feel like, really, we have to stop talking to to heal our relationship. But yes, you know, Phil DeLooker is here, and he was able to just basically share a lot about, you know, the crocodile brain and, you know, just how we basically act and react when we're upset and mad and obviously coming from not from a very rational place. And he does really share something that totally gave me, you know, light bulbs in my head. And, of course, if you missed that conversation on Talk Wednesday and every other conversation on the show, don't forget that you can catch all our shows because all our conversations are archived 24-7 right here on the radio channel on Block Talk Radio or any of our 12 uh, syndicated 12 net networks around the world. So you have no reason whatsoever to miss any conversation with any of my guests. Because, yes, you can catch the Naked Talk on Stitcher. We're also syndicated on TuneIn Radio. You can catch us on um, One Player FM. And, yes, we're on, you know, Acast. And you can listen to the show on Catbox FM. We're also on Radio Public. You can catch the Naked Talk on Port Africa in Uganda. You can also catch the Naked Talk on the Good Radio Network in Canada. And you can listen to us where? Where? We're everywhere. Podcast PD. <laughs> just go to, uh, you know, go to our website. Or you just go to the website, right? Just go to thenakedtalk.live live because we're live and of course you can check out you know our 12 channels and find out where we're syndicated and you can listen to us you know uh, you know in the comfort of your favorite player right or network without having to leave there right you can catch the show and listen to amazing powerful conversations well today's show is brought to you by amazing friends at global royal now global royal is all about bringing to you and giving you the lifestyle and for a lot of people who wondered, you know, how can I own a home? Um, how can I get that lifestyle that I want, you know, and be, you know, have my own free time and leave the life that I've dreamed of? Well, you can tap into their amazing portfolios right there by heading on to their website, or to the show, of course, <laughs> www.globalroyal.bees. Now, global is G-L-O-B-A-L-R-O-Y-A-L-E, so it's royal with an E, dot B-I-Z. And, of course, let's not forget our amazing friends at Zincher Naturals. Now, Zincher Naturals is all about the finest quality organic products, 
skincare products, of course, made from the finest, you know, vegetables and fruits. And if you've ever worried about using, you know, chemicals on your skin, then just know that, you know, handmade <laughs> is made for you, right? It's handmade is, is love. So, and you can find out more about, you know, just all the amazing stuff that they've been creating. And I've been talking so much about their um, carrot yogurt carrot yogurt soap and the coconut dream, which I gave out on the show as well. Um, and you can find out more about them by going to their Instagram page. It's instagram.com forward slash Zincher Naturals. Now, Zincher is Z-I-N-C-H-A-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S, so natural with an S. And, of course, just say you're coming from Alex, and she'll hook you up. So, um, again, let's not forget that today's show is supported by our amazing friends at the Jameson Group. Now, you know, I always talk about her, um, you know, Sharon Jameson, who is the founder, CEO, president of the Jameson Group. And she's putting together this amazing, amazing masterclass. You know, you can depend on you that's coming up in January if you haven't signed up. Make sure to go to her website and sign up for it. Now, I always call her the inspirator. You know, when the inspir- when the motivator inspires the motivator, <laughs> I call it the inspirator. And, of course, you can find out more about You Can Depend on You by going to SharonJamison.com. And Sharon is S-H-A-R-O-N-J-A-M-I-S-O-N, Sharon Jamison. Okay, so, you know, every time we celebrate people who are doing amazing stuff, people who are not waiting for change to happen, they just go out and make change happen. And that's, you know, my little young friend, Chinyere Okoro, uh, she's doing so much amazing stuff right here in Nigeria. You know, she's, she goes to the eastern part of Nigeria helping young girls who cannot afford to get tampons, right? They can't afford to get tampons, and, and she's going to all these colleges using her personal money, trying to set girls up, going to all these schools, sharing um, sanitary towels and tampons for them. And I think that that is amazing. Sometimes we just have to do what we can, right? And it takes little, 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 very little things to, you know, create change. A lot of times we talk about change, but somebody's waiting for somebody else to do it. But when people just, you know, make make something happen from their own corner, however small it is, I celebrate it. And I think that that is awesome. So well done, Chinyere. And, you know, just if you want to find out more about Chinyere and Chinyere's, you know, um, Amazing Girl Child Foundation, you know, just go onto her website and then find out more about it. And, yes. To the amazing people at uh, the Reporters Inc., um, film director Osaki Okorowa, and of course Max Sack, the mayor, who are putting together this amazing documentary called Innocent Convict. And here they are highlighting the stories of amazing, oh, well, stories of wrongly convicted citizens, people who are doing time for crimes that they have not committed, right? And not only how the justice system fails them, but how the, you know, how this also affects their families, their immediate families, and their community as well. And, you know, it's great to find people who are able to raise their voices for those who don't have a voice. And I know that we've had a roundtable conversation right here on the show with um, Max Axavea and Joan Trepper, who's also a leading voice for that, you know, for that movement. And, uh, I, and I, I know her new book is out. And, of course, you can go to joantrepper.com and, and find out more about it. But if you want to find out more about this documentary, just go to the reporters. Org. And, of course, you can learn more about the innocent company. So today on TNT 99, we're going to be talking about how to communicate your brand story to the world with my very special guest. Now, do you know how to communicate your gift to the world? Well, today's guest is a passionate storyteller who, for the past 20 years, has had the pleasure of working across multiple media platforms as a senior writer, Editor, editorial director, and executive producer with some of the you know, some of industry's top media outlets and brands, having her work reach millions of people around the world. And we're talking from video to magazines 
to TV, to radio, digital. I mean, she's done it all. At places like Essence, People's Magazine, Latina, HuffPost, and so much, so much, so much more. I mean, if I had to reel out her bio, we're going to be here for the next two hours. So I'm very excited, you know, to have with me the amazing media entrepreneur. She is also an author. She is a speaker. She is the CEO of Cheek Rebellion Media as well as the host of Support Sexy, the podcast show. I'm so excited to have with me Elaine Flocker, who's joining me live all the way from the U.S. Hi, Elaine. Welcome to The Naked Talk. Elaine? Hi, Elaine. Hi, Elaine. Do you hear me? Elaine? Hi. Hi, Elaine. Okay, I don't hear you. Hi. Okay, let's see. Hello, can you hear me? I hear you now. Okay. Oh, you're wonderful. Here now. Okay. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi. We had to we had to keep the suspense going. We're all about the drama today. <laughs> I'm telling you, right? Well, welcome to the Naked Talk. And I, you know, first of all, I've been counting down the hours. I'm like TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. The lady's coming. TikTok, TikTok. Oh, the is coming. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. And and now you're here, so welcome. And Thank let me you. tell you that there are people who are very excited to just connect with you. And, you know, they've really? been questions. Stuff, yes, stuff from here in Nigeria and, you know, everywhere else. Like, okay, okay, fine. So, um, awesome. you know, I'm glad that we, find, we finally made it. Um, you know, I was having a bit of technical issues. Like, I was like, oh, God. But, it's you know, technology. We're it likes to keep it exciting. <laughs> okay. So I know that you're all the way in the U.S. You're somewhere mm-hmm. in, you know, yes, and, you know, where you are right now, what is the weather like? It's very hot here in Lagos, I can tell you. For the last few days, it's been really hot. What is it like where you are right now? Oh, I wish I was in Lagos. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, <laughs> and it's about, um, it's warm here. It's more like a spring, okay. a cool spring day instead of a fall day. But, uh-huh. yes, I can't complain. I have a little bit of a cold, so if I cough in between, please no one judge me, but I'm excited to be here to chat <laughs> with you on any day of the week. Well, we don't judge here on the show. It's cold and naked talk, so you're allowed <laughs> right. to cough, sneeze, whatever else you want to do. <laughs> Take a few coffee breaks. We, you know, we're, we're, we're good. We're fine right, with I have that. My, I so, have my tea here. Oh, great, 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 great. So, you know what? You know, I'm very, you know, I've been looking forward to it, and it's, it's not all the time that we get to meet someone who has accomplished. I mean, we do meet people who have accomplished so much, but, you know, who has accomplished a lot in, in, in the media business. I mean, you are a media entrepreneur. You have, you know, you've worked in every, almost every sector of the, you know, of the media business, but in the core of it all, you describe yourself as a storyteller, I think, right? But yes. just for the sake of those who are, you know, kind of tuning in, you know, listening to you and coming across you and your amazing work for the first time, especially here in Africa, who would you say Elaine Flocker really is? I mean, how would you describe yourself? Yes, I think I would say just what you mentioned, that, um, and I've been thinking about this for a long time, especially as someone who talks to people now about brand stories, as you mentioned in the intro, but I really do consider myself a storyteller, and what I'm most passionate about is creating spaces 
uh, for women especially to amplify their stories and to control their own narratives. So that's what I feel like my purpose is as it relates to media is really creating mm-hmm. spaces, usually within media for women especially, to be able to tell mm-hmm. their stories because we all have a story. And, you know, I really think that is so important. Like you said, there's nothing like, I think one of the most beautiful things I realized, especially the last maybe three years out of my 12-year career, I think, is no, you know, it's finding the beauty in creating, like you said, spaces, you know, or what mm-hmm. I would call platforms, right, is knowing that you can create a space for other people to sort of, like you said, share their story, you know, share their brand story or their work or their message or whatever it is. And you do that beautifully, um, you know, with your podcast and just all the other things that you do. And like you said, you know, places for women as well, because for a long time, you know, women haven't really had, you know, their voices have been kind of like, you know, suppressed, right? So Silence, right. you now have, yeah, very so, so you have a place where people can actually come and sort of show their brilliance, right? Highlight their brilliance and, you know, put it out, you know, put it out right there on a microphone. And I think that that is so, so amazing. So let's talk about growing up, you know, and what it really was like. Like when, you know, just before we get into that, you know, what was it, when was the first time that you really realized that, hey, I'm actually a storyteller? Like, what, you know, at what point did it click for you? Like, mm, this is who I really am, you know, like, when did you, you know, how did you first fall in love with that? I mean, what was it like, really? I will tell you, I'm no Beyonce. I'm not trying to compare myself to Beyonce, but I'm just saying, (laughs) when you see those videos of Beyonce when she was three and four years old and she's dancing Mm -hmm. and practicing routines and it's clear that she wanted to be a singer, performer, entertainer, that was me Uh except for it was writing and not performing. Uh I have Uh loved to write for as long as I can remember. Before, I always tell people, before I even knew how to write, I used to scribble on paper or use a typewriter, which some people might not even remember, use a typewriter, and I didn't know how to spell the words, but I just liked the act of writing. I've always been a writer. Now, at that time, at a young age, I didn't know that that could be a career or anything about media or anything like that. I always loved, though, to create stories, and my mother still has a lot of the stories that I wrote that didn't make sense, but they made sense to me in my three- and four-year-old mind, but I used to type out stories on paper, write things on paper, and just have always been a storyteller, and funny enough, even though I've always been that, it's not until the past couple of years, as you mentioned, that I really begin to say, I'm a storyteller. This is what I do, and I create spaces for other women now to share their stories, but that has been something that I've loved for as long as I can remember. Well, you know, here's here really is the thing. You know, I know what you're talking about, like, you know, having to somehow discover that, you know, a lot of the things that you do right now is something that has been ingrained to you, like, since you were a child, right? Because, Mm -hmm. and I think for a lot of us, right, sometimes we notice these things, and then we think, you know, we're just going to go on and become something else, and and then we forget about the passion or, you know, those little things that used to excite us while we were a child. So I know what you're talking about, because I was, you know, pretty much doing the same as a child. Like, you, you know, you do these things, and you just think you're having fun, but then, like you said, you know, it took you a while, and then finally you came into your own brand, so to speak, and then you identify that this is really who I am, and now you're sharing that um, with the rest of the world. So let's talk a little bit about, like, you know, you know, what it was like, you know, in the early days of your media career, because you've worked, you know, <laughs> behind you, you've worked, you know, as in, in several, you know, several media outlets, and I know that there's so, so many people, I know one person in particular who's tuning into the show just so she can pick something from you, and she's also really into the media space here in Nigeria. So what was it like, the early days of, you know, working in Kondanasta and all those other places where you've basically shown? Like, what was it like getting a job and, and 
being an editor or working in the editorial department and all of those, you know, crazy things. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned um, just before that it takes us a while sometimes to come into knowing exactly uh, who we are or what is our what is our gift, really. And for me, even though I just uh-huh. spoke about how much I loved writing, you might think, oh, well, when she went to university, then, of course, she probably studied writing or English <laughs> or communications. Uh-huh. But no, because uh-huh. that would have been too easy. I first went into uh-huh. school and, and studied um, business. I was a business major because that's what I thought people did when they went to college. You study business and go into business. Well, long story short, I just did not like it. It wasn't wasn't for me. Um, and then uh, it wasn't until a, a counselor told me, well, you say you've always loved to write. Why don't you study English? I was thinking, well, I have to be a teacher or something like that if I do English. And then he explained to me just the different spaces that I could work within, communications, media, and all of those things if I were to study English. So that's just an example to echo what you just said of even though you don't know it at the time, it takes time to come into your own of what you really love to do, who you are, what you're passionate about. And that's okay. You kind of have to give yourself that um, room to sort of discover that. Mm -hmm. So then even though then after studying English, graduating with an English degree from Hampton University in Virginia in the U.S., um, I went after, after school, I went back home, lived with my parents for a year trying to figure things out. And I really loved, I loved writing, but I also loved entertainment. So I really, the music business especially. So at first I was trying to get a job at the, in the music industry. And I was, this is back when you used to write letters, Alex. There was no email. You used to mail a letter to someone, tell them you wanted to work for them, wait to get the rejection letter in the mail from the company, which I inevitably did for most of them because I was just starting out. And I'm originally from New York in the States, but I was living in and now in Atlanta, Georgia. And I remember getting to a point where I said to my parents, I'm going back to New York and I'm going to work someplace like Essence. You know, I had this pompous and confident attitude of a 22 year old and I'm going to go back home Mm -hmm. and I'm going to work someplace like Essence magazine. I had no connections there or anything like that, but I just said that and that's what I wanted to do. So they supported my 22 year old self, put me in the car. I drove back to New York, moved in with my friend from college, April. And I started off in the industry as an intern, not yet at Essence, at another magazine, which I don't think is around anymore, called Sportswear International. A friend of mine, Phil, was working there, and he got me an internship. But my thing was I didn't care. I just wanted to work in the industry somehow. I don't even know if that was a paid internship at that time, but it was just I wanted to work in the industry. I didn't have any real experience. And that was my start. And then eventually I I was calling Essence because, again, didn't have emails and that kind of thing. I would call Uh them over and over again and always say I gently stalked the woman in HR. I didn't fully stalk her, but gently stalked her (laughs) in order to get in the door there. And it was during a conversation with a cousin of mine who was completely not in the industry, um, a very um, enterprising young man, though he's passed away now. But he and I were talking and I told him that I wanted to work someplace like Essence. And he happened to know the woman in the HR department and uh, made the connection for me to be able to go in. She was very clear with me, though, that she didn't have any jobs or anything like that. However, when I went in there, I was prepared with what I did have. And that's something to mention to your listeners. You know, sometimes you don't have all of the experience or you don't have all of the magazine clips and writing or whatever, the real, anything that you're trying to get into. But you have you Uh and how you show up is as important as what you have to show. You know what I mean? So I went in there and showed up as my best self, whatever I knew to show up. I brought my clips from because I was writing for the school newspaper and that kind of thing. I brought what I did have. And she was so impressed with me that she found a space for me at the company as an intern. And that began my career in journalism at Essence Magazine and then moving on from there and moving forward. 
So that was the really the start of my journey, having that one, that declaration that I'm going to work someplace like Essence, even though I had no idea how. I always say let go of the how. I had no idea how, then putting myself in motion, interning at other places. And then once that opportunity came, I showed up as prepared as I could at the time. I didn't wait until, oh, I need to wait until fill in the blank. I showed up and I presented yeah. my best self and she made a way for me. And, you know, I love that you share that. That is just so important, right? Because a lot of the times we don't even realize how, like you said, it's important for you to show up. It's important for you to be prepared just in case, you know, the opportunity presents itself. And I think that's what holds a lot of people back is that, you know, they think, oh, you know, I don't have the experience. I don't know anything. I haven't been, in, you know, there. I don't know anyone. How is this going to work, right? So um, those are the things that definitely hold people back. And I love that you share that. You didn't have the experience. You didn't know anybody, but you made, you know, you, you made the effort, right? You moved back. You know, you had to travel to move back cities. You had to, you know, reach out to someone, and you came with the things that you had. You showed up with what you had, and then you got a, you know, you got a space. And sometimes you're not always going to start at the top, right? You have right. to start somewhere. So that is, again, we, you know, some people have big dreams, and they're like, oh, you know, if they're not going to make me the editor, I'm not taking the job. Like, really? <laughs> like, you have to start somewhere, right? And then you can go straight to the top, right? And, and take the experience and the knowledge and the connections and the people you meet and then make it, you know, make something for yourself. So I love that, you know, you share that. Now, I know we have a lot of people dialed into the show. Uh, you know, I see some people dialed into the show. If you want to share something, if you want to speak, maybe you want to say something to Elaine, you want to ask her questions. I know you don't want to talk to me, but if you want to speak <laughs> with my guest, don't forget to, to use your hand raising effect. Press 1. Make sure you press 1 so we know that you want to say something, that you're not just listening. And, of course, we'll get you connected to the show. Or you can send your questions. Don't forget, you can tweet using hashtag that they can talk. Or you can um, – Send us a message at hello at thenakedtalk.com. I'm sorry, our in-studio chat room is not live right now. Okay, okay, obviously we, we have a caller. So let's take this before we go to um, a commercial break. Um, hello? Hi. Hello? Mic check, mic check. I've been saying hello three times. I said it in a row. I said hello, <laughs> arrivederci. <laughs> can you hear me now? Okay, yes, we can hear you. Who's calling? Green is in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is Pastor Don Jr., CEO, a 19-year entertainment industry veteran. And I was listening online, man, and I'm just elated with the um, things uh, the sisters have been speaking about. And I have a question, and I, and I, and I really want to ask this question. Now, um, you said something. You took me back to the days when everything was analog, where before you could just sit behind your uh, computer and instantly become a star. But can you uh, speak to uh, the people out there that's working with a lot of people remotely now because there's more remote work going on as opposed to being in the same building, office, and um, situation. And uh, it goes into the topic, Mm -hmm. how to to communicate your brand story to the world. Uh, I deal with a lot of clients. Uh, We have 300 members on the winning team. They're in uh, China, Indonesia. They're in America. They're everywhere. But the whole thing is – Outside of the time zone differences, I just want to uh, – my winning team is going to be calling in. They're going to be promoting the show, but I, I want them to know why it's so important about communicating your brand story to the world remotely because not everybody's going to be able to see you and your brand. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Can you kind of right. touch on that, Tom? 
Sure. Yes. Thank you so much for calling in. First of all, that's a great question. I think if I'm understanding your question properly, one of the ways, one of the reasons I should say to make sure uh, that your team is on, on point with your brand story and clear about your brand story is because you want to make sure, especially if you're working with a remote team, that everybody is on message. So when people are emailing your clients or whoever you're working with or communicating with your audience or anything like that, you want to make sure, even if it's not worded the same way, that everybody is still on message. Sometimes, I don't know if you've experienced this, we uh, interact with different brands or different people even from the same company, and it seems like the message is a little scattered. You don't know exactly what the person is all about or what they're up to, and that's what I actually say, and I'm sure Alex is going to ask about this, but that's what I say a brand story really is. It tells people who you are what you're up to, and what you're about. That simple. Who are you? What are you up to? And what are you about? Now, you'll expand on that and have other things around that to show people all who you are, what you're up to, and what you're about. But people within your company, no matter where they are in the world, should be able to communicate that effectively. And everything they say in their communications should re- reflect your brand. So even if I'm working mm-hmm. for you, if you're you're in China and I'm in New York, but I can't freestyle and just say whatever I want when I'm communicating with clients <laughs> on your behalf. I, it still needs to reflect uh, your brand. If you communicate with people from uh, the Oprah Winfrey network, for example, just trying to pick the biggest global person that we all know. If you communicate with people from her network or from her organization, there's a certain kind of communication. Not that everyone's going to be the same, but you kind of get that uh-huh. sense that everybody's clear what the brand is about. And whereas you might, again, communicate with people from some other places and you wonder, who is this person? And you're asking someone else at the company, uh-huh. who is this person? Because you just don't understand that their communication is on brand with what that. And that this is the reason why you think about customer service, why if you interact with someone from a certain company and they're terrible at customer service, you blame the whole company. You don't even know that person. So, again, just sure. to answer your question, it's important for as much as possible to make sure everyone's on the same page of what you're about, what your brand is about, what you want to deliver, who you are, and how you all are going to communicate that with your audience. I hope that helps. 100% it surely do. And um, like like I said, I, I've been listening online, and a lot of times uh, we've been on 364 radio networks. Our goal is to be on 1,000. The reason why we own these different radio platforms is to learn the cadence, the voice patterns, to learn what's actually going on in the community at the same time to support the uh-huh. DJs and the people who put together these platforms. Sometimes it's like crickets, and you did $4,500 in marketing, and people don't show up. But it's not like you didn't spend the $4,500. So uh, <laughs> in the entertainment business, there's no law or nobody to run to, whether you know it's right or wrong. The only way you can win is by experience and the represent the reputation and the representation. So um I'm taking great notes and I'll be here like a fly on the wall. But like I said, uh the winning team members, they we're gonna promote you. You can get on your Twitter, your Facebook. We're we we're gonna put you out there because at the end of the day, so many times education and knowledge is not talked about. But when we say sister so and so smack such and such and such and such, we, we never stop promoting that. So Platforms like to need to be talked about. So I really appreciate you uh, opening the floor for me. Once again, my name is Pastor Don Jr., CEO, Entertainment Worldwide Network, based in sunny Las Vegas. Thank you. Great to meet you. Nice meeting you, too. Thank you so much for calling in and, you know, asking Elaine the question. Thank you. Um, Elaine, I guess this is getting really interesting, (laughs) right? But, you know, it's so How about we take, let's take a quick commercial break, Elaine. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. 
International artist management and promotion, logistics management, project management, and brand enhancement with affiliates across South Africa, UK, Benin Republic, Togo, Ghana, Ivory Coast, Burkina Faso, and Cameroon. Wouldn't you rather let our dynamic team treat you like the respectable clients that you are, taking away the stress from your business? Taking away the stress from your business. And I feel like laughing 
the early days of your media career, right, and how that happened for you and how important it is for people to show up, right, and be ready and just show up with what you have. Sometimes you don't have the experience. You don't have all the skills. You don't have all the answers, but you just do what you have to do, right, and and show up. That's, uh, you know, very important. But let me, let me say something. I, you know, I mean, you started um, – you knew that you loved writing while you were a child, and you know writing. You know right up to the point where you got your job, your first job as an intern at Essence, and growing up the ladder, and you know working in different places, and you know get, gaining all the experience and adding more feathers to your cap. And now you're here, the future, right now. You know you have this amazing podcast, Support is Sexy, and which I love, by the way. Yes, and, which you were um, a guest. Yeah, you know, I loved I loved my experience with you, and I love the show, and I love the amazing, you know, just how you highlight all of these amazing, amazing, accomplished, you know, women. Um, but you know, here's the thing, you know, there's so many people who, I mean, we all have a gift, right? Or at least a desire, right? We have a desire or a goal or something that we want to be, right? And for a lot of people who struggle, you know, they struggle with what medium is the best way to communicate my gift. Right. What do I, you know, especially for people who are multi-passionate or who have multi-passions. I mean, you started out writing and now you are host, right? You host this amazing show. So Mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about the transition. At what point, you know, did you now decide, okay, you know, I've been working. I mean, you've worked with several mediums, by the way. So let's not even just talk about, you know, print because you also are the CEO of Chic Rebellion Media. And we'll talk about that a bit later. But you know a little, you know, you know about videos and television and, and print and your radio and all of this. But how are you able to identify which medium is working for you at that particular time? Or, you know, for the listeners, which medium they should use best to communicate their gifts? I mean, how do they know? How can they tell? For the listeners, I would suggest experimentation. You know, I think that's the best way to find out what works best for you. Don't be afraid to try uh, writing for a different outlets. Don't be afraid to f- try. Don't be afraid, excuse me, to try a radio interview or podcasting. Being mm-hmm. a guest on the podcast, maybe even before you start one, that's actually one of the mm-hmm. greatest greatest ways right now to grow your audience. Being a guest on several podcasts as opposed to starting mm-hmm. one. Starting one is great. I've done it. Mm-hmm. I love it. You have a radio show. I have a podcast. We love it. But if the hosting is not your thing, you might be a fantastic guest to go on shows to share your mm-hmm. experience. Video, if you don't know if you like being on camera, if you feel comfortable being on, being on camera, some people are natural at it. Some people aren't. How will you know if you mm-hmm. don't try it, right? So try with mm-hmm. experimenting. Maybe you don't go on you know, international TV on the first time out, but maybe you can do a Facebook Live or not. Maybe you certainly can mm-hmm. do a Facebook Live. You certainly can record a video on your phone or get someone to record you. So there's all kinds of ways to experiment and see how you feel about it. And don't don't I would also advise don't judge based on just one time of doing it. When I say experiment, mm-hmm. I'm saying give it a, a few chances unless you absolutely mm-hmm. hate it and dislike it, then you know it's not for you. But certainly you can uh, I think experimentation if you're someone outside of media is a great way to uh, is the best way to figure out what platforms work be- work best for you because everything ain't for everybody. That's what I always say. Mm-hmm. You know, with social media, even every platform on social media, you might be wonderful at writing long prose. Well, Twitter isn't for mm-hmm. you necessarily. Then you're going to shine mm-hmm. on Facebook or even on Instagram where you can mm-hmm. write a little bit longer. So with everything, it's kind of experimenting and then getting in tune with what really works for you, where are the places that you can shine the best, and then really focusing in on those places as opposed to trying to do everything. 
Now, if you're someone in media, as I was, when you talk about transitioning to different kinds of uh, platforms, radio and those kind of things, it was experimentation. But for me, it was, even if I didn't know it at the time, it was very deliberate because I was always curious mm-hmm. about what was next in media. So mm-hmm. when I was writing at Essence um, and, and working, at, excuse me, at Essence Magazine, that was during the time, if you can believe, when emails and website, websites just started coming to companies. So mm-hmm. I was there when that all began in Essence.com and everything else and kind of being curious. That's the main thing. Diane Sawyer, the mm-hmm. journalist, always says that. Always be curious. I was always curious about what was next in my industry. So within media, that's the thing. Look at what's next. What are people doing? What are people talking about? What is the audience outside responding to? That's really what matters in media. What is the audience responding to? Not even just what do you like to do? So for me, it kind of naturally progressed, looking at websites, looking into digital, then getting that experience, offering to write for the website at essence.com for free while I was there. And then moving on later, eventually, after being at several magazines, into the digital space completely, I went to Mm iVillage.com, which was, at the time, the largest women's uh, online community for women, at least in the U.S., if not in the world, a few years ago. So I moved into the digital space. And then being there and being curious there, I started to look more at video because I saw more people doing video, more people interested in video, more advertisers interested in video. So I thought, I should start doing video. And I began to experiment in that kind of thing. And then when I went to work at Black Enterprise as the executive editor for the website there, I wanted to install a very robust video strategy while there, which they were open to and which we did. So I did hundreds of videos while there, recording events and that kind of thing. So right, the most recent thing is podcasting. It started with me just Mm -hmm. being interested in podcasts, listening to them, starting in, I believe it was late 2015. I had friends who suggested different shows to me. And then I saw a space there, speaking of spaces earlier, an opportunity because I didn't see, and not to say they don't exist, but I didn't know of a lot of women, women of color, black women who had podcasts who were talking about entrepreneurship and focusing on women entrepreneurs. So again, another thing to look at is being clear or determining what your niche is going to be, right? They say the, niche, the riches are in the niches. So look at what your niche or your niche, however you pronounce it, is going to be, and then really do that well. Don't try to be everything to everybody. Really look at what you're going to do well and do that so well that you can then blossom out from there. So for me, I knew I could talk well on the mic. Of course, I needed a lot of practice in trying it, but I had done interviews before, but I hadn't been a host in that way. But then I experimented. I tried it. I liked it. There's been a great response to it. And it aligns with my brand, as we talked about earlier, my brand mm-hmm. story, this idea of creating spaces for women to tell their stories. So that's an example of on both sides, whether you're in the industry, being sure to be curious and look at what's coming next, whatever your industry is, but certainly in media. And then on the other side, if you're on the outside, experimenting and seeing what platforms work best for you. You know what, Elaine? I love that you you share this, and I, you know, I was just trying to, you know, um, and it's important, right? Because, like you said, experiment experimentation is great because you have to experiment. If you don't, then how do you know what you like? I mean, how do you know what you want to you know, you want to try, and how do you know what works for you, right? So you have to kind of like take a chance and go, hey, okay, I think you know, I seem to think this looks, you know, this, you know, I like the idea of this. Let me try this and let me see if it works, and. I, for example, let me use myself, you know, when I wanted to start radio, right, and um, I remember this a few years ago, <laughs> having been an actress, and, it's, you know, these are completely di- very different mediums, but at the same time, you say, you say okay, what kind of show do I want? Do I want it to be a recorded podcast? Do I want it to be a live show? Or do I, you know, and I found out. 
that I love the feel of live. You know, I like the feel of doing live. Like, that's just something about the And it's funny because even when it came to doing videos, I like the feel of doing live videos, right? As opposed to, you know, so again, I found out with the other ones, like, it was like, I'm so on the sport, you know, in the moment kind of person. And so I guess it's important that, like you say, that we need to experiment and see what works for us and what we're good at and what we're not. Um, and again, about, you know, communicating your brand story, you know, you said, you know, I, I, and, and that's what I picked because you said you, you know, for the forecast, you found out that there was a particular niche that you could fill. And there are that many shows that were highlighting women of color who were, you know, entrepreneurs and, you know, business-related podcast shows for women, for women in particular and, of course, women of color. And so you – took advantage of that and you kind of ma married that with your own brand, uh, with your brand, right? So in other words, when we're talking about communicating our brand story, we're talking about how do we communicate the value proposition? How do we communicate the value that we're giving to people or, you know, that our, our message or our platforms or our work is offering? So I love, I really love that you share that. So let's talk a little bit about, I know that you're a media coach, Right, and of course, you know, you have all these experience, years of experience working in, you know, different um, niches, right, and different, you know, platforms and different mediums. Okay, the word is medium. So, why, you know, somebody listening right now is going to go like, why would anyone need a media coach, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. um, what would you say? I mean, why would anyone, and really, and I know that, you know, I know the answer to that, but why would anyone need a media coach? And what would be the typical mentee or client who would need the service of, you know, of a media coach? That's a great question, actually. I think um, it depends on what you hope to do with your brand or your story mm -hmm. or whatever you're mm -hmm. creating um, that you might need mm -hmm. a media coach. And it's not even necessarily just to be on TV. You know, so many of us, mm -hmm. especially now in the age of social media, even think about social media, you're talking to an audience. Now, you might not need a media mm -hmm. coach for that, but you still are building an audience if you choose to, mm -hmm. building a platform and that whole thing. So a media coach can help you prepare yourself to be, to best present, I always say, best present your story and what you're up to with passion and ease. So you don't want to stumble through what you're up to. You don't want to stumble through what you're about. You don't want to stumble through your communications with your audience, whether that's on social media, whether that's actually on television or radio or in media, or whether that's giving a speech at your church. That might be a reason that mm -hmm. someone hires a media coach. It's more about presentation, not being perfect, but really feeling comfortable and being able to communicate your message with passion and ease. So that would be some of the reasons that people would hire a media coach. Now, as far as the type of clients, <clears throat> excuse me, I've worked with clients who have been some people actually within the media space. I've also worked mm -hmm. with entrepreneurs. So if it's people who have their own brands and uh, different kinds of companies from food entrepreneurs to many other things. Um, so people who have their own companies and who want to establish themselves as an expert in the field, or they're already, they're an expert, but they need to let other people mm -hmm. know that they're an expert and be a thought mm -hmm. leader in the space. So I've done things as, as far as media coaching with helping people come up with content, the type of content that they're going to share. Mm -hmm. So that's part of uh, coaching or consulting as well is saying, okay, these are the things that you said are important to you, or these are the events that you have coming up, or these are the things that are important mm -hmm. for your brand or what you want to communicate. How about we build this mm -hmm. kind of content around it? This is, these are the places where this makes sense and that kind of thing. So a media mm -hmm. coach can help you with your presentation of, and your communication, but also building overall what's going to be your communication strategy around your brand. 
You know, I love that you say that, and this I'm, this is why I love having this kind of conversations, right? Because we always get those aha moments, right? Like, I love that you hear that because, you know, it's true, right? We all need, we all, you know, at whatever level or at whatever stage, right? I'm sure even, you know, the president has to kind of like rehearse for a speech, right? Or, you know, he has to have somebody, you know, work with him if he's going to give a big speech or something or, you know, so... The point is we all need, you know, somebody who's going to help with that presentation. And if you're not an expert, if you haven't been in the industry for, you know, eons and eons, and even if you have, sometimes you kind of need somebody who's on the outside listening, right, to, like you said, you know, your brand story and seeing that you're on message and you're on point and how you deliver, like you said, presentation. It doesn't have to be perfect, but at least you have somebody who coaches you. And as a host, and I'm sure you probably have had that experience, you probably had guests on your show, where you're like, oh, my God, you need a coach, like, right, because you're boring me out. <laughs> like, right. right, people, you I have mean, to pull their story. Yeah, people, you have to pull what the story out of them. Yes. You know, you're like, oh, my God, you, I mean, you want to be here, but you, sound, you don't sound excited, right? Like, you, you don't sound like, you know, um, like I should be interested in what you're saying. So I guess that this is so important and so true because, you know, sometimes you have people, I've had people on my show where I'm like, oh, my God, I want to bring them back again because it's pow, 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 right? Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. that they're, you know, they're like, oh, my God, their energy is tough. And you see that they're great at this. They understand not just the fact that they are here to share their message, but they also understand that you've got a, you know, audience and they're playing to that. And, they you know, they know all of this. And so I guess that they've had that, you know, probably have that, you know, train themselves over the time. And for some people, it's not natural. So you need to definitely have somebody who kind of puts you through and encourages you and supports you as you get your message out and you share it with the rest of the world. So, and I know, think I that's that a, that. so, yeah, I think that's a good point, too, that you said uh, for some people it's not mat- natural. For most of us, I mean, there's a part of it that might be natural. You might be naturally a good speaker mm-hmm. or naturally good at whatever it mm-hmm. is. But even mm-hmm. me, and I'm sure you and, and your training as an actor, especially mm-hmm. in different things, there's been all kinds of ways that many of us have been trained once we're an ex- mm-hmm. to become an expert at doing this or to make it seem natural. So I've had media coaches mm-hmm. before I even knew what that was. When I was working at Essence, we used to do a lot of interviews on behalf of the magazine. Mm-hmm. So we had a the, the team had a media coach come in to train us. So mm-hmm. I learned from a professional very early on before I knew I was going to do anything like this. Uh, so, again, the people that you see who you think, oh, they're such a natural, I can never do that, they already know how to do it. Most of those people, whether they had a media coach or something else, they've had some kind of training. Mm-hmm. So don't think that to get a coach in anything that you have to, that there's something wrong with you or that you're not um, adequate. So mm-hmm. that's why you need a coach. People who bring in coaches, the best of the best, bring in people to support them. You know, I'm all about support. Bring in people to support them so you mm-hmm. don't have to do it alone. Get the support you need because you want to be your best and feel your most confident. You know, this I love this is amazing that you say that, and, and that's so true, you know, because even for me, you know, now that you say that, I, I think I forgot about this, but it's true. You know, when I started out and I did the reality TV show, I had a presentation coach, so, mm-hmm. and I was trained by the best, right? I was trained by the best. Like, I totally forgot about that. It's funny, like, how many years down the line. But you're thinking, yes, you know, I had this amazing show. It's powerful. She was a, one of the biggest broadcasters here. So, mm-hmm. you know, we had how many weeks of training. And so, again, you do this over and over and over, and you interact with people, and you, you, know, and, and you meet experts, and you go through this. So whether the training, whether the coaching is formal or informal or, you know, whatever way you're getting your training, the most important part is that you definitely need, you know, 
some, you know, you need to, um, you need support, right? <laughs> let me use your, let me borrow that from you. You need right. some sort of media support to be able to communicate your brand message well. Because again, sometimes you have people come on and they share their brand with you or their message or their, you know, their work, and you're confused. You're like, okay, uh, what are you exactly, you know, like you are confused. So, again, it's important to definitely have a media coach so that your message is crystal clear and, you know, and people can obviously figure out what the, you know, the value proposition is. So let's talk about, you know, um, and talking about, you know, communicating and, 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 and communicating our gifts and, and how to share it with the, with the world. Um, I know, you know, and I believe in this, and I think that you believe in this as well. You know, in the brand factor, there's something I call, I say align. And align really is, you know, how you can find the people, the right people who will support you, right? How do you align with people who, who can make it happen for you, right? The people who can take you to where you want to go. And I think even though I don't call it that, you call it something else, and you started this movement called Support is Sexy, which I really think is sexy, by the way. And, you know, so let's talk about the the role of support, you know, support, the role support is sexy has played in your life and why this movement is now an important part of just what you're doing, right? Yes. In 2015, I attended this workshop in New York called Momentum, which I talk about often on my podcast and give them a lot of credit. Um, it's a really a personal development workshop, and they take you do, through several different stages, basic, advanced, and then the leadership phase. <clears throat> Excuse me. And when I um, was in the, I believe it was in the advanced uh, part of the of my journey with momentum, I, it really became clear to me, and I think to a lot of people in that group, in that room, and it's maybe a hundred or so people, all different leaders, captains of industry, all kinds of uh, people who are activists, and just really big movers in their communities from all different backgrounds, it became apparent that the things that were hardest for us to ask for, as strong as we were, were love and support. And you would not believe how many of us struggled to ask for it or talk about it or anything like that. Because to most of us, because we were leaders or strong people, that felt like some sign of weakness or letting people know that you're vulnerable and all of those things. So within that journey for me personally, it really showed me, even as much as I love to support people and help people and do that kind of thing, I struggled to ask for and accept support. So what I always say and what I've learned is we have to, especially as women, get over, quote, unquote, I got it syndrome. So as soon as someone offers you support, you think, oh, I got it. But they want to help you with your groceries. Ah, It's okay. I got it. It's I got it. I got it. I got it. As opposed to creating the space, talk about space again, (laughs) for support to show up for you, for the universe to show up for you, for people to show up for you. Sometimes, as you mentioned, we talk about wanting to get around people who are doing things who can help us and that kind of thing. But you don't even have space in your life or space in your energy. You're not even allowing people to come in to support you. People don't feel or don't know where they can fit in. So that's something I became much more conscious of. And I started to say, support is sexy as a mantra after my experience in momentum. Support is sexy. So when I started having kind of adverse reaction and physical response to support Mm -hmm. and getting nervous about being vulnerable and that kind Mm -hmm. of thing, I would say, no, support is sexy. And just when something's sexy, it makes you want to get closer to it, right? So it started as a yeah. um, as a, a social media. I started on social media in December, I think, 2015. I just started posting positive things around. And it was especially women entrepreneurs because that's the space I was in at the time. And it began to grow. And then when I we talked about, I started thinking about podcasting uh, in 2016. And I said, maybe this is a great way to move this message forward. Because my whole thing uh-huh. is support is sexy and reminding women that having it all doesn't mean doing it all alone. 
So I yeah, wanted to, sure. yeah, I wanted to move that message out as 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 well as I could. I thought about podcasting, and the two just kind of married together. So now that's how mm-hmm. I amplify that message around support a sexy through that through a mastermind that I have online with over three hundred and so women in it, and all the mm-hmm. other things that I'm doing around the brand. But that's the whole the start of support is sexy and where it is now. And that is such a great way to communicate your message to the world, right? So you found an amazing platform with podcasting and sharing, you know, the mantra, the entire support is sexy mantra, which has become a movement right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, you've got the mastermind and you've got all this amazing stuff. So you found a home for your message, you know, for your story. And I think that that is great. And I understand what you're saying about, you know, we feeling, you know, you, we, you know, we, especially for people who feel like they're experts or they're professionals or they're, you know, achievers, it really just is very difficult to ask for help, right? It's difficult to ask for support. You know, we feel like it makes us less than, and I know what you're saying, because I struggled with that too, right? Mm-hmm. But I know how, you know, I struggled with that too at the beginning, like, how the hell can I ask someone to help me? I mean, if you offer me help, I'm like, no, I'm good, I'm good, right? So right. I know what you're saying, because that is really tough. But then, like you said, and I like how you you know, you said that started with just you telling yourself that, you know, this is sexy, support is sexy, and it's true. And you find out that a lot of the growth that you have or your experience is because somehow you're willing to let other people come through for you. And that has happened for me. You know, a lot of times I would say to people, oh, we might celebrate 4.something million listens on the Naked Talk. But it's not about me. I don't think people tune in every week just because they want to listen to Alex Okoroji. No. You know, they tune in because – you know, Alex has some guests, and, you know, the guest shares the message with their fans or their audience or their followers or whatever it is, and you grow, right? And there are people who would share your message and support you just so you can grow. So this is definitely a very important way for us to sort of, again, share our brand message with the world, right? And our mm-hmm. brand share, you know, share that, right? And, and, and support is really important. So I love that you started this movement. Now, I know we have a caller on the line, so um, let me just see if we can take this call before we move forward. Uh, I think we have somebody who's dialed in. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Okay. Um, if you're calling in and you want to join the conversation, you might have to say something because I know that I see people dialed in. And if you're using your hand, raise effect, press one so we know you want to speak. Maybe you want to speak to Elaine because I know you don't want to talk to me. <laughs> um, or if you have questions or whatever it is, make sure. I know we have a caller. We're taking this call, but you're not saying anything. We can't hear you. Hello. Hello. Hi. Want to say something to Elaine? Want to ask me a question? Want to say something? Want to share something with us? Okay, so, um, you know, while we're waiting for our caller, because, you know, she's whoever the person is who's used the hand raising effect, but, you know, not speaking. So, oh, okay, so another caller. Or somebody else wants to, okay, we have, oh, God, we've got, like, all those calls. Wow, okay. Oh, that's great. Okay, so, <laughs> so we're, okay, let's take this, let's see. Um, oof, okay. Hello, hi. Hi. Good Hi. Evening. Good evening. Yes, this is MC Randall from. This um, is who? MC Randall from South uh, Florida, Miami. Okay. Uh, you you, um, you want to share something? Yeah, actually, I I got a message and I'm getting on to see what's going on here. Um, okay. Okay. I'm here by okay. Don. Junior CEO, the winning team. 
And um Okay. Okay, so you're part of the weaning team. Yes. Okay. Okay. Okay, let me take um just uh let me just see if we can take another call. Hold on a little bit. Hi, who's there? Hello. This is Pastor Don Jr. Okay, hi. Hello. Okay, hi, Pastor Don Jr. Yeah, hi. Okay, I'm back. good. Uh, I just I want to say this, and this goes into what she just said six minutes ago. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. been on 364 radio podcasts, radio shows, conference calls, blog talk, speaker. It's about 30,000 different platforms out there. The reason why we're going on is just for the situation that's going on right now. Um, Sometimes some of our callers, they can call in and ask a question and jump right into the conversation. But some of our people that's new, they're still learning. It's kind of like Jamie Foxx in The Great White Hype. When he was doing the first two Uh or three interviews, as the movie went on, he got more seasoned with it. And the whole idea is we're building a brand. And I wanted to get back on and let you know I support what you're doing for the sisters. I want to give you my number directly, 818-358-5722. We're on the same mold, but I was carried into a radio station when I was three months old, and I've been in the entertainment industry on my own for 19 years. Um, my father owns Moses Media Inc. It's a successful, very successful, a multi-million dollar promotional company. So um, I, I've read a lot of your articles and everything, but just to hear the knowledge that you're putting out on an open platform and you don't know when they're going to hear it. It's great, but to the winning team members, as y'all call in, fall in line to the conversation so it doesn't take away from the energy of the of the gravity of what she's saying because it's so priceless. And when you get only one opportunity to make a first chance, that 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 that's it. I mean, come on, baby, come on, baby. Come on, baby. Okay, Elaine, did you grab his number? <laughs> I it's Hi, recorded Elaine. though, right? I have to get it later. Yes. I know. Well, thank you so much for calling in and for the support, you know, from the winning team. Thank you so much for, you know, for just, you know, con- you know, um, contributing to this conversation. This is a conversation, so uh, uh, we appreciate the support <laughs> that you're giving Elaine and, and us and support here on the sexy. show. So, exactly, right? So, you know what, Elaine, how about we do this? You know, okay, let's take a quick, let's take a quick musical break, right? We'll take a quick musical break. Now, this is um, A Borrowed Dime by Daniel Tillo, and Daniel Tillo was a guest on this show um, a few weeks ago, and um, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
Time by Danielle Taylor, singer, songwriter, amazing performer. And she was a guest on the Naked Talk a few, you know, a few weeks ago. And if you missed Danielle Taylor, don't forget to check out that episode. Just go to her official website, thenakedtalk.live. And, of course, you can catch all the amazing conversations with all um, amazing guests. So welcome back to the Naked Talk with Alex Percy. I'm coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of Africa. And, yes. You know, this is the Queen of Expression. It's all about real, authentic conversations. We do not apologize for our experience, for how we feel, for, you know, what we do. Because, you know, expression is a sign of strength and not weakness. And just before we went in that, you know, little break, um, musical break, well, you know, uh, my guest, my very special guest, and we're, you know, she's still here joining us all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. And we have with us the amazing, beautiful media entrepreneur. She is a media coach, author, speaker. She is the CEO of Chick Rebellion Media and, of course, the host of Support is Sexy podcast. And, of course, you know, Elaine Flucker has been here, you know, dropping in like it's hot. And, you know, she's been sharing so much amazing stuff right here on the show. Now, I know you all sent us questions, but I don't even know if we have enough time. There's never enough time, right? It just kind of like flies by, right? <laughs> well, welcome back, Elaine. Welcome back. Thank you. Oh, okay. So, um, you know, we you know, we've been talking about quite a number of, uh, of things, but let's talk about, you know, you started a media company. You kind of went rebellious. I don't you know, how did you, I mean, first of all, you started Chick Media, uh, Chick Rebellion, Chick Rebellious Media, and um, Chick Rebellion Media, sorry. And, um, you know, you've been creating amazing stories, supporting brands, doing amazing stuff, video, you know, audio, digital, everything that you can think of, right? And, of course, you know, in the process of that, you're running the business. Now, what would you say is probably one of the most difficult lessons that you or that, you know, running a media career, so running a media business has taught you, something that you've learned in the process of doing this over and over and over? Hmm, one of the most difficult lessons. I would say one of the most <clears throat> excuse me, powerful lessons has been um, the importance of something we talked about earlier of experimentation, you know, creating grand uh-huh. stories and that kind of thing isn't something that I thought of um, at all at first to be a part of my company or my services. Um, this is something that I started to pay attention to what people were asking me for. And sometimes we miss uh-huh. that, you know, we have what, what they call the curse of knowledge. So because uh-huh. you, for example, Alex are a great actor and know about acting and that kind of thing, if someone, people, were to continue to ask you about things along the line of acting lessons or teaching or doing mm-hmm. a workshop, you might think, well, doesn't everyone mm-hmm. know how to do that? Or you, it comes so easily to you. So that's a, a curse of knowledge. So you think it comes easily to everyone, or you don't think it's something that people will pay for services to mm-hmm. learn and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So one of the things I've learned the importance of is um, experimenting, listening when people are asking you for several people are asking you for the same kind of mm-hmm. thing again and again. Um, that's come up uh-huh. most recently, too, with something like ghostwriting for people. So uh-huh. whether that's for uh-huh. a book or whether that's for an article, people are producing so much content, but sometimes they have the content there, but they need someone to help them package it. And uh-huh. that's something that people have asked uh-huh. me about in one way or another. So I started offering that as a service. Now, you don't want to do everything that everyone asks you for. My thing uh-huh. is what I've learned is to listen to that and then to think that it unaligned with my brand. As uh-huh. we talked about, right, you want to make sure it aligns with your brand uh-huh. and what you're doing, what you want to create. And then can I do uh-huh. this well? And then how can I, uh-huh. the third thing I would say I learned, how can I package this so that it makes sense, so that uh-huh. I'm not just offering uh-huh. services here and there and it's not all over the place. Okay, uh-huh. if I decide to offer uh-huh. 
a brand story for people or creating a brand story, how can I package that, which is something that I've done. Um, people can see at createyourbrandstory.com. But I came up with, these are the things I'll offer for this kind of package if you're just starting out. This is what I'll offer for mm-hmm. the second year if you want additional services. So for anyone mm-hmm. who's starting a company or thing, especially in a services business, but really anything, but definitely services, think about how you can package the things that you offer so it's not um, one thing here, one thing there. How can you group mm-hmm. things so people really feel like, one, they're getting a great offering but then it's easy, too, for them to digest, oh, this is what I get if I buy the so-and-so package, almost like it's a product mm-hmm. if you have a service. This is what mm-hmm. I get if I buy this. If I add this to it, this is what I get, and that kind of thing. So those have been some of the best lessons, I would say, in the past couple of years that I've learned. Amazing, amazing. And I like that you say that because, you know, it's important to, like, you know, like you said, um, you know, Make sure that you know we know what you know people know what we're offering, right? And right. and that's so that's so true, right? You know, I, I'm you know really loving the conversation. We have questions, but I'm just looking at the time, and I'm like, God, are we going to be able to take this? It's funny how time flies while you're having fun, right? <laughs> anyway, right. so let <laughs> let me ask you this, though. You know, why do you think that many entrepreneurs, and I know that this happens especially for, and you said something while you were saying like, you know, how important it is to make sure that everything is kind of like in sync, right, and not all over the place and it's funny because i thought of the same thing you know when you again for someone who's multi-passionate right or multi-talented multi-skilled however you want to call it whatever that is what that means to you um sometimes you know you want to do all these different things and sometimes they kind of like disconnected right and so I guess it's very good, you know, one of the great places, if you understand, if you know what your brand story is or your brand message, then you kind of want to make sure that you can, whatever you do has to kind of align with it so that it doesn't look kind of like it's disconnected, which is, you know, so I know that I had that that same experience, you know, wanting, oh, I want to do this, you know, how can I create an academy or how can I create, um, you know, a, a radio show and write a book and do this and do that and that it's not you know, disconnected from my, from the naked philosophy, from my naked message, right? So I have to make sure that I have to make sure that they all serve the same, that they're all walking with the same, um, what's it called? You know, the same value proposition in a sense, that they're all mm-hmm. aligned. So you say that, but let me ask you, why do you think that many entrepreneurs fail to craft an engaging brand story? Is it that they don't know? Or what is it that hinders them or, you know, that kind of, you know, what is it, what is it that holds them back from creating the, or for crafting a brand story? I think um, for most people, well, I would love to speak to what you just mentioned too, especially with you being Mm -hmm. a great example of being a multi-passionate person of having a lot of different interests and a lot of different talents and that kind of thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. For everyone listening, that is a wonderful thing to have. Sometimes we get overwhelmed. We overwhelm ourselves with all of our brilliance and all the things that we have and our talents and we want to do everything and offer everything. What I would advise um, just as an example of this, our conversation, you and I today, there are, you've mentioned a lot of the things that I do and I offer and the different things that I have with the podcast and working in media and media service and all of those things. But still our, our primary focus in the title of your episode today is how to communicate your brand story to the world. So that's kind of our center or our pillar for the conversation. Mm-hmm. Everything else kind of revolves around that just as an example, mm-hmm. but I'm following your mm-hmm. lead where you take the conversation and talk about other things. So I use that as an mm-hmm. example for people who have all of these interests and sometimes feel I don't know how to put it all together and that kind of thing. Depending on the setting, what you're presenting, who you're talking to and that kind of thing, the uh, skill that you have that takes the lead 
doesn't have to, or I should say, there will be a certain talent or skill or offer out of all the things that you're doing that should take the lead. So when I'm talking to you here about creating your brand story, I might not necessarily focus on the Support a Sexy podcast. We've mentioned it and you asked about it and we talked about it, but the focus here is talking in the realm of communicating your brand story, right? So people, I don't feel like these other things don't matter or I'm not getting to mention these other things. I have other things going on I can't even bring to mind right now. But still, when people who have multi-interest and that kind of thing or or who are multi-passionate don't feel like you need to bring everything to the table or speak about everything um, in every setting. There will be something that takes the lead. And the same is true for, to get back to your question, communicating your brand story. Don't get overwhelmed by all of the things you do. What do you want to take the lead? Who, what do you want to present about who you are? Where do you want people to follow you? That's another thing I say. If you're taking the lead on this, where do you want people to follow you? What action do you want them to take? So for me, my brand story is I create spaces for women to share their stories and I help them create businesses and lives that they love. Now, that's kind of broad, but it gives you a sense of, okay, this is what she's about, entrepreneurship, helping people create spaces and tell their stories. And then I talked about, then I talk about, depending on the setting, the ways I can help you do that. I have a Support a Sexy podcast where I bring on women entrepreneurs from all around the world, like the beautiful Alex Ecology, and talk about the business that she has. And then I also help people create their brand stories. So there's different ways that you can bring in all of the things that you're into and present that depending on what your setting is. Now, to answer your other question about why I think people sometimes don't create or craft their own brand stories, some of it is not knowing how, and we all have that. I mean, I always am very open about me, for example, with uh, general marketing, like social media marketing and all these wonderful tools and things that are out there and available and skills that people have around marketing. That's not, it's not my passion.
Like the way from the 
Oh my goodness, the network is crazy. That was Daniel Taylor uh, with Is It Okay? And of course, the song before, uh, Ashonier Raka with uh, My Love. Um, hi, Elaine. Welcome back. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm here. I was so nervous <laughs> that I lost you. I'm so glad we're still here. <laughs> we're still here. Oh my God. You know, the gods of technology, please be on my, be on my side. Okay, but I know we don't have so much time before we wrap this up. So where can the listeners connect with you? I know we have to go and God, but it was so nice having you here on the show. You know, where can they find you? Where can they connect with Elaine? Where can they, you know, get to see all the amazing stuff you're doing and listen to the podcast and all? Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Woo. Yes, you can go to elainefluker.com. So that's E-L-A-Y-N-E-F-L-U-K-E-R.com. You can find out about me, the podcast, and everything that I'm up to. You can also go to supportissexy.com to find out about the podcast, the mastermind, and everything else that's coming up around Support is Sexy. Thank you so much, Elaine. I know we lost a little bit of time with all the tech issues and all, but it was such a pleasure having you on the show. And I would love to bring you back again, maybe on a roundtable yes. conversation. Oh, I'd love that. Count <laughs> I mean, me in. Yes. I would love to bring in a roundtable conversation with other people, and, and we can have more great conversation with more experts. But thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for just, you know, spending time with us and, you know, taking a little bit of time off your busy schedule because I know you're very busy. You're a very busy woman. But it was just, you know, amazing to have you, you know, just come here and share a little bit. And I, I'm sure the listeners obviously have gained a lot from, you know, your wisdom. So thank you so much. Thank you. All right, guys, so, you know, till we come back again tomorrow on Soul Saturday, we're doing a 100 live show, and I'm so excited because, you know, CFO and co-founder of Blue Ocean Global Technology and Blue Ocean Global Wealth, Samir Samal, is going to be joining me live on the show, yay! And I know we have to go now, but, again, till we come back same time on Soul Saturday tomorrow for, what you know, the 100 live show, my name is Alex Akurji, and it's been a pleasure being here with you. I love you for listening. Bye. It's unscripted. Out. It's unfiltered. Out. It's uncaught. Damn and censored. It's unscripted. with Alex Okorji.